What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 30 of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete, host, Pete and Bessie. Jesus, E3, I'm very tired. Host Pete and Bessie joined today, as always, by my very good friend, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. I, see, I feel bad now because I usually say my very good friends, and I said my very good friend. I'm the good friend. Steven. Yeah, I'm not a good friend I'll, anymore. Yeah, but, okay, I'll be the very good friend, and then Pixel could be your best friend. Who is it that says that, my best friend? What were they saying that about that we were talking about last week, and it wasn't his best friend anymore, it was just his good friend? I think it was Jeff Keeley at E3. Oh, oh, with, uh, yeah, with, with the Naoki G. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my good friend today, Kojima. The internet exploded. What? Did you guys have a falling out? Oh my gosh. So this rambly intro aside uh, should definitely clue you into the fact that uh, we are tired. It is post-E3 week. Uh, it's It was a long one. We worked hard. And we're here with very little news to talk about. <laughs> uh, but we do have some good stuff to get into. Good stuff. So let's There's a barrel the- and we scraped. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. You gotta, you gotta present it as as good information, as good content, man. Get, whoa, this show's gonna suck. You might as well just click off right now. You know, <laughs> you gotta get them on the hook and reel them in, Steve. Uh, that can be the title. This sucks. So before we get into what we've been playing this week, uh, I wanted to the, the very very last time on this show that we'll talk about E3, I promise. Uh, before next year when we talk about E3 a whole lot again. All, all, all the like six months leading yeah. up to it, where there's all the rumors yeah. about E3 that will come. We got a year leading up to the next E3 as to what they're going to include next year. <laughs> that's what we're going to talk. No, that's not what we're going to talk about. What we are going to talk about is how I am the best and the brightest of us uh, when it comes to uh, Nintendo Switch E3 Direct presentation predictions and how I just trounced you guys, trounced you. By half a point, because you got first pick over me. Yeah, well, you well, know, you went off. Your internet broke or something. I don't even know where you went on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't be held responsible if you can't be bothered to show up to the, the pregame. <laughs> Pixel, we left you some absolute juicy ones. Like, we, neither of us touched the Witcher, even though we knew it was going to be there. We, we handed you points, man. It was honestly, you know, if, we, if we're being real, you can be like, oh, you guys got to pick first. But if we had taken the ones we thought we were going to, you would have had no points. We haven't, spoke, we haven't spoken about it on the show, but if you haven't listened to After Dark, we put together a list of uh, four safe picks and one risky pick for what would happen at E3, the Nintendo Direct. And then we, we went through them on the live stream. And I won. I took the crown yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> points. So, do you want to go through the lists? Sure. Uh, So, I predicted that there would be an Animal Crossing release date, so I got a point for that. That was my first pick. You said there will be Link's Awakening details, which, let's be honest, was the most (laughs) loosey-goosey thing you could have said. Yeah, you're damn right, but you didn't correct me. (laughs) I was in it to win it, baby. Pixel... I should have put Nintendo details Yeah, exactly. Some, Nintendo some, details. Something from Nintendo. Somebody <laughs> Nintendo says a will word. will talk about video games. <laughs> the Witcher 3 was Pixel's first pick. So he gets mm-hmm. a point for that. I said there'd be an update on town. And to be honest, I think that I thought that was a safe bet. Because we still haven't heard anything about it. It was meant to be coming out in 2019. Yeah, it's, it's not, not happening, happening is, it? is it? No. Never. Nope. I knew we weren't <clears> going to see that goddamn yeah. game. Pete didn't get a point because there was no Luigi's Mansion release date announced. That one I thought was a safe <laughs> bet. I couldn't believe it. 
Yeah, when it was just said 2019, were you like utterly gutted that you didn't get your point? Oh, I was. Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me? You're gonna show me all this more, all of this new content, and not confirm a release date? <laughs> the best thing is they went backwards. Before it was full 2019, and then at E3 it's just 2019. It's because it's getting delayed. It's not. They've already done their schedule on Twitter. Have they? We'll see. Yeah, and Luigi's Mansion was in there for like Ooh. fullish 2019. It'll be September, October. Someone was saying on Twitter that September in Japan is a month where they traditionally watch scary movies. But October is Halloween. So it depends what they want to go with. Hmm. But September's already jam-packed anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's like every other game is yeah. in September. We, so. we, we, we talked about it for like 10 minutes last week on the show proper. That, yeah, se- yeah, September that it was bonkers. Too much. So Pixel's number two pick was Darksiders 2, which I am surprised they didn't announce. And we discussed on the After Dark that they even updated the distributor page with new new box art and information about the game so it's definitely coming but they just still haven't announced it yeah i thought that one was a was a lock too yeah my number three was another switch online exclusive game like tetris 99 i was surprised that they didn't announce anything to do with switch online and pete gets his second point and also half a point for predicting that the next Smash Bros. DLC would be Banjo-Kazooie. What was the extra half say? a point for? We agreed on the show that I would give him half a point if he guessed so who it was Pete correctly. Was, Pete was able to get an extra half a point, which put him in the lead. Yeah. Wait a minute, yeah. so really we drew. <laughs> hey, I'm t- hey, I didn't agree yeah, to this I, half I, a I, point I, that only you could acquire. <laughs> You don't get to agree to the half a point if you don't show up to the pre-show, bro. <laughs> and you gave him half a point on the rumor that was guaranteed to come true. How was it guaranteed to come through? True, because people had already leaked it. Yeah, people had leaked it, and and then I found out afterwards how it leaked, and I was a bit disappointed. So it did yeah. feel like I a bit of cheat. Maybe we should reverse that then. And I, yeah, we should whoa, definitely reverse whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. You can't go around. Yeah, one hundred percent reverse. Let's collude against the American again so that he never wins anything. Yeah, sounds about right. Didn't you win you name that game? Of my you like, raw what, you power. won like two of the three rounds of name that game. Yeah, yeah but I won overall. I lost is because you colluded. It's just a sore loser. Okay, Pixel Pause was Monolith sure. Soft title reveal, which we definitely didn't get. Because even if they're working on Zelda, there was no title for Zelda, so you don't get that. No was. He tried. He Breath tried to weasel his way into getting Seek that point. Breath of the Wild was not the name of the game. If <laughs> yes, comes it is. Out, if it can't, I'll tell you what. We can retroactively go back, and if in 2020 they announce the new game is called The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild sequel, then yeah, you can have the point. But until awesome. then, there's not. Only, only if they don't have another game in development. <laughs> no, they, which def- is, they what, definitely what, have two in. Right then, then you don't get the point. Why? I want my Maybe. half a point for the bonus, nearly getting it right. No, that's not what happened. I got it exactly right. <laughs> and Steve is the one who offered the points. He's like, you have to guess. And I was like, I all right, didn't fine. Say, I didn't offer it. You were like, do I get an extra half point if I guess exactly who it is? And I was and like, said, yes. yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was going to, I didn't think Banjo Kazooie was going to happen. That was all. What? Well, well. I had no faith. Well. Flipping back to town, you know, I said Nintendo tweeted a list of like their 2019 to 2020 titles. Is town gone? Town's not on any of it, not even in 2020. Fuck. It ain't happening. 
I think it'd be late 2020 now. Mm, must be. If it's coming. I don't know. If. That's disappointing, if. though. I think it'll eventually come, but I don't know why they told us 2019. Uh, then my number four was Cadence of Hyrule released. Didn't get a point. Because it didn't come out until two days later on Indie <laughs> Day. It sucks because you, you specifically said it'll come out within a day rather yeah, than, like, if you had just said E3 week, I know. you would have been in business. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't get a point for that. Pete didn't get a point for New Amiibo because they didn't show them off in the show. They only released them on their website <laughs> afterwards. That Amiibo, release. how good does that Amiibo look, by the way? Oh, I love it. I already pre-ordered it. Have you really? I need, yep. to, I need to get yep. one. It's not up for pre-order anywhere other than game in the UK, and I don't want to buy from them. Um, Pixel didn't get a point for Pikmin 4. There's a surprise. Because that game is never fucking happening. They showed it was just so small that nobody noticed it, you see. <laughs> uh, then my risky pick, now risky picks are two, worth two points, was a revised Nintendo Switch. And I thought this was very risky, considering we've already agreed that they were not going to announce any hardware there. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty risky. Yeah. Pete's risky pick was Reggie makes an appearance. And I think he would have if it wasn't for the little Bowser skit at the beginning, which was super cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did love that. I was kind of hoping Reggie would, like, just make, like, a like a quick cameo. Yeah. Like, just he's in his bathrobe, like, Ferris Bueller in it. You know, he's like, go, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pixel's risky pick... Came true, two points for Zelda 2020. Mm-hmm. So here's here's my thing. If we want to talk about uh, taking points away from people, Pixel has said multiple times, like, well, I basically knew that was going to happen. So does that really like count as a risky pick if you knew it was going to happen? I don't think so. Did you have insider info about it? No, I had a hunch based on... Yeah, that's okay then. If it's insider Stuff. info, that's cheating. I didn't have insider info. Well, that's fine then. And even if I did, I wouldn't admit it. Yeah, exactly, points. son of a bitch. <laughs> so Pixel got, what, three points? Yeah. For Witcher and, and Zelda 2020, Pete got four or four and a half, if you say that Banjo-Kazooie was the extra half a point. And I got one. <laughs> <laughs> nice effort. Hey, man. Nice effort. So yeah, that was a pretty, uh, pretty uh-huh. poor show for me. Hey, better luck next year, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Pete. Cheers for the uh, pat on the back there. Hey, man. It's not not about winning and losing. It's just how you play the game, you know? You played with honor and dignity. (laughs) So uh, I just just had to take the opportunity to brag one last time. You know, we didn't do it last week because Pixel wasn't here for me to rub his nose in it. But now (laughs) I, I can claim my victory safely. Is this this is just own back for him eating an arrow before the show, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. Uh, I tell you what. Remember, I said I'd save a uh, a little chunk. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just gonna let it melt son in of my a mouth. Bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he's going so <laughs> slow right now. <laughs> Minty. <laughs> well, I am jealous, but you know, I get it. Everybody's got to take a shot at a champ. Uh, let's talk about what we're playing this week. So I, uh, I I teased last week that I had been playing a a little game for review um, from a publisher that I could not reveal. Uh, but 
Today, as by the time you're listening to this, we are officially through embargo on My Friend Pedro, uh, which is a Devolver Digital game, which we first got to look at. Was that the last Indie Direct, right? I have a feeling it was even earlier than that. Was it? I feel like it's a game we, we saw for the first time fairly recently. It was the February 2019 Direct. It was the surprise announcement where everyone was like, oh, what the hell is this? It was the same when they announced Cuphead. And- mm-hmm. Right, okay, okay. So yeah, so the game's been on our radar for a little bit. Uh, when we, we got a code from Devolver, I was happy to snap it up and give it a shot. Uh, if you're not familiar with the game, it is uh, very much like a 2D arcade shooter. You know, it's like this dystopian future. You're this guy trying to take on all these like evil mega corporations and stuff. And your best friend is a banana named Pedro who talks to you. Um, it's as zany as it sounds. And uh, basically every mission, like every level is kind of like a like race to the finish kind of thing where there's all these enemies and stuff, different weapon types, whatever. And it's basically just about like getting a high score by like completing the level as stylishly as you can um the the big mechanic is that there's like a matrix style slowdown where you can slow down and like dodge while you're in the air and do flips and you can aim your if you're doing like if you have two guns you can like aim them in different directions and shoot at people as you're going or whatever and it's like all about just like working up a combo and ideally like not breaking the flow of your chain you know because if you're like a good player and you're smart about it you can like keep a chain going basically through an entire level if you get um, shot is, is that kind of chain breaking or no, it's it's uh, there's just a timer. So like as you're like you know shooting people or whatever, the timer fills like it's like a circle, and the circle fills up, and then it starts to drain whenever you're not hitting somebody. Oh, okay. They to- totally should have used a banana. Um, and it, it it it's all about just kind of like like there's a story and everything. The story is not anything to write home about. Um, there there is some genuinely good humor in the game, but I would say like you know it's really just more of a arcadey like ooh, excuse me uh arcadey like high score challenge kind of thing you know and it definitely encourages you to replay the game and, and top your your high scores and everything and try to like you know get a, a perfect rank on every level that sort of thing it makes sense because i think like my friend pedro is a remake of an old flash game that's where oh, re- really yeah it used to be an old flash game and they kind of like nowhere near as good as it looks now and they kind of took that concept and expanded on it. So the whole kind of high school arcade type gameplay obviously derives from that original game. It, it, it does have that kind of vibe to it. Now that you pointed out, like I can think of like a number of those like slow-mo flash shooters. And it is that kind of like, um, like almost twin sticky, but not quite, you know, because it's 2D. But uh, it's, it's a good time. It's definitely not. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a must play. By any stretch of the imagination, but like if you're a fan of the genre, like if the the idea of like a high score arcadey shooter appeals to you, I think it's it'll be like right up your alley. Like it's it's a solid, a really solid game. Have you f- figured out what score you're gonna give it yet? Uh you know what? You're just gonna have to read my review on Loopots.com to find out. You're such a tease. Which should be live right now. So go check it out. So, uh, you guys have both been playing uh, a little a little game. It's a little game. A little game no one's ever heard of. Cadence of Hyrule. So good. It is so good. 
and addictive. I played the tiniest bit of it because I've been focusing on Pedro, but Steve and I did do a stream on our Twitch channel last week. Where, where are you up to? Oh, I'm like literally just in the very, very like the opening yeah, yeah. Who part. Did... Like I haven't gotten even halfway through what we did during our stream. Okay. And we only played for we only played for like an hour. Who did you um, visit? Was it did you visit Link or Zelda? Link. Okay. What about you, Pixel? Yeah, I went Link first. You told me that Zelda played differently, and I knew how Link played from watching you play, so I was like, I'll start there. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk more about Cadence in the the main topic this week, so let's let's bin off that conversation for now. Oh, great, yeah. Well, mm, I like fine. it anyway. Yeah, we'll talk about the end of the show. <laughs> On the whole... Well, we already, we already know you like it. You said last week that you were real into it, right? Uh, No, we hadn't played no? it last week, right? Maybe. I don't know. It's all bleeding together at this oh, point. Oh, I man. really don't know. E3 has ruined me. E3 <laughs> time uh, time distortion is, is real. All right. So before we get into the Cadence talk, uh, let's talk about all the news this week. There was just so much so news this much week. So much news. Loads of news. So much. I'm not just uh. talking to fill up how little news there is. There's tons <laughs> of it. And, you know, it's great. You'll never believe it. It's the best news week we've ever had. <laughs> so surprising because I thought, you know, it would all be covered in E3 and then we'd have a quiet week. But no, we're just packed with like Switch updates and games and filler content. <laughs> so kicking things off with the most exciting news this week, uh, Switch 8.1.0 update is here. It's a huge update. It officially adds general system stability improvements to enhance the user experience. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Did you believe that? I know. I've I've been rocking over to update that immediately. Oh my god. I for whatever reason it just like I just got Do you guys ever have like a moment where something reminds you of like like a catchphrase or something like that and it just like starts like memeing in your head because as soon as we got through that super exciting news announcement just reminded me of Jonathan from Queer Eye just going, can you believe? It's like, can you believe that there's this incredible update here? <laughs> Fantastic. So next up, Dr. Mario World releases worldwide for iOS and Android on July 10th, 2019. Pre-registration is available now with the link we've got down in the show notes. So if you want to get your Dr. Mario on in July, uh, less than a month away, go pre-register. I have never played Doctor Mario. It's fun. It's a good puzzle game. I I I think I played it briefly and I couldn't figure it out because I thought it was like Tetris, but it's not, is it? Mm-mm. You like cure the bugs with the pills. No. Yeah, it's. I would say it's more like Poyo than it is like Tetris. Okay, I couldn't figure out Poyo Poyo Tetris either. <laughs> <laughs> you just match stuff. I, Tim, I'm clearly guys... dreadful at it. I I want to know what the in-app purchases is like on this. Where are they making the money? Because it's got to be somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see that too because I don't really see how you can put microtransactions in this. It's such like a simple yeah. game. They'll, f- they'll figure out a way. On the, oh, yeah. on the Android listing, it says that it contains in-game purchases. So Yeah, there's something in there. I, I don't know what it is yet, it is yet though. Are, are either of you interested in this at all? Do you think you'll try it? Uh, it's free. Yeah, I'll probably try it. But um, I don't really know. If it'll be amazing. I think it, of any of the Nintendo mobile games, this is the one that probably has the best chance to reel me in just because Dr. Mario is like a fun puzzle game and 
that's about all the attention I can devote to a mobile game is like a, I, I a liked, puzzle game. I like Super Mario Run. I paid the ten pounds or whatever it was to unlock all the levels on that, and I enjoyed that. Wow, dude, you were probably ninety percent of their profit margin. Yeah. <laughs> Did neither of you play Super Mario Run? I played the free levels and was like, "This uh, is not worth some- this is not worth paying for." Yeah, I did the same. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. It also came to Android late, if memory serves. So by yeah, the time you got it way I got my hands on it, I was like, "Fuck this." Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a sucker. I, I I'm gonna give this one a shot. I'll definitely download it. We'll see how it we'll see how it nets out. Uh, so then next up, speaking of puzzle games, Tetris 99 uh, is announced the fourth Maximus Cup. Which is going to be from June... Oh, no, sorry. Just on June 20... Nope. I was right the first time. From June 21st <laughs> to June 23rd, uh, there'll be 999 winners who will be getting 999 gold points in North America again. So uh, if you want to try your hand at winning some free gold points because uh, of your sweet Tetris 99 skills... My God, Pixel, you got me saying that It now. is Tetris 99. <laughs> no, it's 99. 99! <laughs> Uh, yeah, so check it out. I may or may not throw my hat back in the ring on this one. So when you go to the ice cream van, do you ask for a 9-9? Yeah. <laughs> you won't even know what that is, Pete. Don't shake your head. You don't know what a 99 is. I'm not. I'm shaking my head at the fact that you called it an ice cream van. What do you call them? An ice cream truck. Oh, no, it's a van. Ice cream van. But it, but it is literally a van yeah. now that I think about it. So I guess you guys are more correct. An ice cream truck would be very impressive, like a full truck coming down yeah. for ice cream. Yeah. See, when you guys say it, it sounds really fucking shady to me. <laughs> like, it's just like some dude with a cooler, and he's driving around selling I mean, that's, popsicles. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. A white van with stickers on <laughs> and it. And it always has rip-off Disney characters painted on the back, like a dodgy-looking Mickey Mouse or a, <laughs> something like that they've, they've not paid for, and they just painted it on themselves. The UK sounds sketchy, man. Yeah. And they always play... Do they play music in America? Yeah. They drive around playing, like, a fucking rip-off green sleeves or something. It's, like, always dreadful music. That's so British! I love that! <laughs> in, in America, it's it's usually ragtime. Oh, I don't know what um, that is. Ragtime is, like, uh, an old, old school... It's, like, a old, old school, like, American music style. It's, like, very... It's, like, like, um... Very like player piano like kind of style like uh, I forget the name of the song but they most of them play this that that Scott Joplin song da 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 yeah that, that was definitely don't sound like <laughs> that is another one from the cat food advert like the Felix the cat oh advert. yeah it's it's cool. it's the entertainer is the song thank you yeah 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 that's the one. Um, yes, the entertain. That's whenever I hear the entertainer, I'm just like, damn, I could go for a Spider Man popsicle with melted gumball eyes. It's a 99 flake every time. <laughs> if I saw a van coming strawberry down, strawberry sauce. The hell is a 99 flake? It's like, it's a half size. A 99 is a half size flake stuck in the top of a Mr. Whippy ice cream. I, I none of those things help me understand <laughs> what that is. <laughs> you just said a bunch of words. So it's soft serve ice cream on a cone. Okay. And then you yeah. you had a flake, right? The really crumbly chocolate. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's a half size one of those, which is called a ninety nine, that sticks in the top of an ice cream. Okay, that so, sounds pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. And then they sometimes put like nuts or sprinkles or sauce on it if you want it. Now here's a quick. 
this is an after dark conversation. I'm gonna move. So that's why. No, that's why I was asking if you call it a nine nine or a nine nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, do you guys just call sprinkles sprinkles, or do you have any other words? Uh, for hundreds them? and thousands, we call them. But they're slightly that's, different, I that's think. That's amazing. Hundreds, hundreds and thousands of bolts, aren't they? Instead no, of no, I thought the hundreds and thousands were the little lines. Maybe mm. I'm wrong. Maybe it is the little balls. See, in the in the states, depending on where you are, some people call the like the long ones. They call them jimmies. Oh, and I've never understood that. Yeah, the little line ones. I think they're hundreds and thousands. Yeah, you're right. The ones that are like little tubes. Yeah. 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 And then and then what? I think the other ones are just sprinkles. Hundreds and thousands. What a time to be alive. Oh, no, the hundreds and thousands are the little balls, but they're always multicolored. <laughs> I think it can be both. I don't know. Do you guys have Dippin' Dots? What? Dippin' Dots? I'm going to have to Google this. Dip. It's a, it's a really weird... It's like astronaut ice cream. It comes in these little balls. Dippin' you... dip Dots. Oh, they dip look like um, the, you know, the little puffed popcorn stuff. What was that called that we used to get as a kid? Is that not what they are? No, no, it's ice cream. No, it's not. Yeah, it's ice oh, cream. These it's look so just weird. like the um, Solera shots they used to mm-hmm. get in the in the thing, and used to knock them back. Yeah, they were good. Uh, what about um? I I always used to like the bubblegum ones. You know, the little ball, the screw ball, screw with the little ball of bubblegum hey. at the bottom. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, them as well. Oh yeah, the little the little transfer Spider Man or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my favorites. <laughs> But my favorite is like I would always get like the Spider-Man or the Sonic the Hedgehog ones, and like as soon as you open it, it already looks melted. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like it's like somebody stuck Sonic in the microwave. <laughs> He's just like, kill me, kill me. These days, I like a Magnum or a uh, Cornetto. A Magnum? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Double caramel every time. Ooh, that sounds good. It's like uh, it's like a uh, it's like a big chalk ice on a stick. And okay. then it's a layer of caramel and then more chocolate on the outside. And then you bite that into sounds... it and it's like, yeah, it's really good. That sounds really good. I'm yeah. into that. Uh, so speaking of Tetris 99, <laughs> uh, physical copies of Tetris 99 <laughs> are going to be on sale in Japan uh, starting on August 9th. So if you want to uh, snag a copy for yourself, you better get importing. I'm presuming this means that the final DLC mode is going to be out before august 9th and it's going to end yeah. up on the cartridge for the big block dlc seems that way oh august 9th that's oh. genius nine 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 yeah dude no it's eight nine is it yeah nine is september oh, they missed Pixel a trick there man, didn't they? Math. <laughs> damn damn dude that's embarrassing yeah it's coming out it should have been nine nine nineteen it would have been fucking awesome yeah no, because then it would have been nine nine nine, and that's not. Yeah. That's not but do you remember nine nine ninety nine? Was when the Dreamcast came out. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's a little tidbit of useless information. Poor, poor Sega man. <laughs> uh, it, you know, speaking of that, it always annoys me how Americans say Sega. <laughs> how Sega. do you say it? Sega? You just said it exactly. No, you the say same. Sega. It's Sega. No, it's not. Yes, it Sega. is. Is that's how they say it at the beginning of Sonic the Hedgehog? Sega. That's because they're singing. That's what happens. <laughs> also, I like how Steve put no emotion into that. It it just sounded like like a horror movie version. Like 
<laughs> Sonic sticks his head around the door. Jeez. But did you guys see the little um, Sega Mega Drive Mini? Mm-hmm. I did. It looks very yeah, cute. I'm, I'm into that. Have you seen the little cartridges that go into it as They're well? They're very cute. And then the little yeah. the little Mega CD that goes on the bottom of it. I didn't see the Mega CD. Which is... Yeah. It's like it doesn't, a, it doesn't like do anything, though. It's like a stack that you can do. You get the little Mega CD, and you put the Mega Drive on top, and then you put the, the cartridge in the top of it. Can you get Sonic and Knuckles so you can stack it up as well? Yes, you oh can. Oh, my God. Oh. You can a, get the full a... stack of all of it. It's... That's a game changer. <laughs> Uh, so, moving right along, uh, the next piece of news we're going to jump into is the announcement that Animal Crossing uh, will not support cloud saves in a in an effort to avoid date manipulation. This To me, this, again, makes cloud saves the most completely fucking pointless system. It hasn't supported Splatoon, it hasn't supported Pokemon, and now it's not going to support Animal Crossing. What's the point in paying for the cloud saves? Breath point of the Wild. Time? If you lose your Breath of the Wild save... I've just I've lost mine. I overwrote it. You serious? That like doesn't even. Yeah, I overwrote it. I started a new game. Mm. That's so stupid to me too, because it's like that is a perfect example of a game that I don't care about having my save for. Like I beat the game. I'm done. I'm yeah, done, done with it. Like but I'm Animal never Crossing. Gonna... It's a forever game. I do not want to lose all the work I've put into my town or my yeah, island. That's everything. Like and Pokemon's the same way. Like those are two games where like if you lose your progress, I'll I would never touch it again. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they said that all the profiles on one Switch, so say you have like eight user accounts, you could all share the same island. So if you did cloud saves as well, then that might screw up. Like, because obviously if one person played, changed the island yeah. slightly, that got uploaded to the cloud, and then you downloaded the old version, then your island wouldn't match up and it'd cause conflicts there. So I presume that's probably part of it as well. Some kind of option, though, would be nice. Like, if I had an option to share the island with everyone on my switch or if i could say actually no i want to be able to back this up to the cloud or if i've only got one user account on my switch i don't know it just it feels like a missed opportunity again they should just do sd saves again it's so much easier yeah if you could just back it up to an sd card then job done but they're they're saying they don't want people to to manipulate the date and i can understand that but it's not exactly a competitive game is it let's be honest yeah. Yeah, that that to me feels like one of those things that like if people want to manipulate the date, you should just let them. Like I would rather have my save be secure. It gave you a warning on the 3DS version. It was like, you know, at the beginning of the game it says don't change the date, it will screw things up for you. Just do something similar. Yeah. Or if it detects that you've gone back in time, then sorry, bloody fuck. Feels like kind of a straw man excuse for technically not feasible because we couldn't work it out. Yeah. Either way, I mean, it- like, I understand the motivation, but I'm definitely disappointed by it because I want my save to be secure. You know, God forbid something happens to your mm-hmm. Switch. Like, it's it's going to be... That that would be one of those situations where I would be, like, sad enough where, that, like, my Switch is broken and I need to spend all this money now and it's like, oh, man, i got to replace my Switch. Like, fuck. And then it's like, oh, and you lost your Animal Crossing save? It's like, great. Awesome. Yeah. They never even... They said there's no integration with Pocket Camp as well, didn't they? Which is... They did? Yeah, they said it's not integrated with Pocket Camp, I believe. Wow, that's that's disappointing really? as well. I thought I thought they promised that it was going they to. They did, but that was like two years ago. I'm fine that it's not because, uh, I, yeah, I'm done with Pocket Camp. But it's disappointing that it seems that none of their new games are integrating with any of the apps. They've not really announced any Pokemon Home integration with the upcoming Pokemon game either. Mm. 
it's like they're two separate things that are within Nintendo that aren't working together. I just see the mobile games as this is free marketing to get people interested in our IPs and so we can sell them a Switch. But to be able to just at least bring over your character and say you can just bring your character over from Pocket Camp, they've got some of the stuff with them or whatever, and then you can, you know, yeah. I don't know, take them with you on the go, that kind of thing. Similar to how you can take a Pokemon into that Pokeball Plus or transfer a Pokemon from Let's Go into Pokemon Go if you want to use them to walk around with. So this is interesting. It says, although the games will not direct Connectly, IGN says there are already collaboration items being planned for New Horizons and Pocket Camp. So it sounds like it w- they won't directly interact, but there might be some items that you can get. Just, it'll be crossovers, won't it, like they did with Zelda. You'll get Zelda items in Pocket Camp. They'll put some New Horizon stuff when it launches yeah. to promote New Horizon in Pocket Camp. I'd be okay with that. I don't need, like, full-blown integration, but, like, just being able to get some exclusive swag or whatever, like, that's that's worthwhile. All right, so uh, last up, we've got rumors of Nintendo moving forward on two new Switch models outside of China, according to the Wall Street Journal. So this is something that we talked about last week. Uh, Steve made the prediction that he, he th- thought that we would hear about the next uh, Switch model within the next few weeks. Um, maybe so. Yeah, so the reason they're moving the, according to the Wall Street Journal, the reason they're moving out of China is to avoid the tariffs that Trump's imposing, not to get political, that Trump's imposing on Chinese imports into the US. Right. Um, so they're moving it to Southeast China, uh, Southeast Asia from China, so presumably somewhere like Malaysia. Um, and that two brand new switches are already in production. Uh, so I presume a refreshed existing model and then maybe a smaller model or a pro model i think what do you guys I think, think the way it got reported was there's two new models and they're also still producing the current model so therefore it's likely current model has been moved as well and then switch pro switch mini which are probably going to line up with switch pro which are switch mini pokemon seen as they haven't stretched mm-hmm. the graphical capabilities of the switch at all so the Wall Street Journal in their article are saying one is set to look similar to the current model with beefed up components, while the other is expected to be a less expensive model with a new look. Yeah, and I, I think that makes sense, right? That's what we've kind of been predicting since we started having this conversation around what a, a new model of the Switch looks like is an inevitable upgrade, you know, your your quote-unquote new Switch or your Switch Pro, and then we'll get a smaller 2ds kind of equivalent that'll be do you think that's the, that's how they'll market it though I think so. you think they'll market it as switch pro or do you think they'll just keep it as this is the switch and the other one's switch mini or do you think it will switch junior which i love the name or do you think it'll be the new uh the new small one or the new one with the new look is the switch and then the beefed up one is the switch pro well if if what pixel was saying about the reporting is true then i i think we would have all three models for at least a, a bit while they're working through the the old the back catalog as it were you know of, of the remaining models they've already built um so i mean it, it could be that simple that will have moving forward the two models will be the pro which is like the expensive high-end one and the like cheaper mini but i kind of don't really know if that makes sense like if the pro is truly like a um boutique version of the switch versus just being a little bit more powerful and they're going to hit the same price point um i think that'll be the expensive model the original model will be the standard and the mini will be the cheap one I can definitely see them going kind of like the 3DS route again, 
where you've you know you've got the more slightly more powerful one that can render things a bit better, being the Pro, and then the other model being the 2DS, which is basically your kids can throw this at the wall and it won't break. And then you've got your standard model, which will eventually get phased out. Yeah, I could see a model that doesn't have Joy-Cons that come off, for example. Yeah. Maybe doesn't sell with a dock, but can work with an existing dock that you've got if it, if it would fit in there, which I'd imagine it would. Um, but I think they'll move all of them over to the new Tegra chipset at some point. Um, Digital Foundry did a video a few months back about how nvidia ramping down production that nintendo really are the only ones going to be using the old tegra because the new shield is going to be using the new tegra chip so they're going to have to move at some point over to just the new chipset the new chipset's smaller isn't it if i remember rightly that is it's either more power efficient or you can choose to use the performance so if they went down kind of the smaller route because it's slightly smaller in physical form factor i believe Mm -hmm. then that would kind of enable them to one do a smaller version and two increase kind of the slimline aspect of a pro model to make the screen all the way to the edges or slightly because we've got quite a big bezel at the moment so i imagine that they're going to change chips for the new production line and because wsj said they're still doing the old model i'm guessing they're just burning through the tegras that are left over and then once those deplete yeah, just keep them going the model will go when do you think we'll see it so uh wall street journal reported that they think it'll be the latter half of 2019 including the holiday season and that the less expensive model will sell for around 200 dollars. so when do you think we'll see an announcement mm. by the end of july because then my prediction comes true i think it could be i i think the interesting thing is if it's anything like what we saw with like the 2DS, it'll just be like a random press release. It'll be like a pretty unceremonious announcement. I can't see that. I think they'll do a direct on it. Yeah, which means we're going to get a special edition bundle. It's probably going to be like Pokemon. And The Witcher. And the Witcher, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that makes the most sense is alongside Pokemon more than The Witcher. But The Witcher makes sense with a pro because it would be like pushing the... Like, especially if, if they could be like, oh, if you get the Pro, you can play The Witcher in 720 handheld and 1080. Instead of 540. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what it'll be. And it'll be like, and it'll output to your TV at te- full 1080p and you'll get solid frame rate. And, oh, and if you play Breath of the Wild, now it can, you know, load quicker and it runs a little bit smoother around. Um, like the, the Lost Forest, for example, was always a bit of a slowdown area for me when I was playing it. And Switch Mini perfectly marries up with Pokemon as well because they can use it to, one, make it cheaper, two, capture the 3DS market that still haven't gone over because I've been waiting for a mainline one, and it's more affordable to people that previously had experience with buying 3DS models compared to the Switch. Yeah, yeah, and I think especially if it's... Um... If it is like what we talked about where it's a little cheaper and like the Joy-Cons don't come off and everything, like they could probably bring down that price point a decent amount, you mm-hmm. know? And I think even like knocking $50, $75 off of it would make it a lot more compelling for people who have been on the fence and are used to investing in Nintendo's handhelds and kind of using them casually. Even just ditching the dock, you know, because some people just want handheld and I have a feeling Pokemon's that market. Oh, yeah. um, they sell a version of that in Japan, though. They sell a dockless switch in Japan. Right. Yeah, so even taking a dock away makes it cheaper. And then if you use a MIDI model, just kind of cut some corners, you know, don't have to put in the whole circuitry for removable Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. You can just go with bog standard connections. You can easily knock it down to a very affordable price. 
So here's my question. Do you think we'll get a, a mainline Switch price cut as well? Um, I think, I personally think they'll phase out the old Switch. Yeah. And it will just be replaced with um, a smaller version and the Pro model. Or they'll just call the new version just the, the Switch and it'll be a beefier version. I can't see that they will keep three around. It just seems like a... I don't know. Unless they make the new one so significantly more compelling. It's exactly the same. What it's exactly the same situation they did with 3ds. Yeah. 3ds, new 3ds, or 3ds XL. They we went a step further with that one as well as an extra model, and then the original 3ds just went out of production silently as the 2ds, 3ds XL, and new 3ds took over the market. Yeah, I, I think the only question there is like, what does that look like? Because if if the Switch Pro is like more of a 3DS XL, then it's effectively the same unit, just like a little bit better designed, a little bit nicer, bigger screen, whatever. The Pro, like the new, a new 3DS equivalent, would have to be more expensive because it would be more powerful and it would have like new architecture, effectively. I I don't think it has to be more expensive. I think they could keep it the same price point and just have the smaller you know, less powerful one as the cheaper price point. Uh, and that essentially is then the price cut. The price cut is if you don't need the dock and you don't need the Joy-Cons and you only play handheld, then get the, the mini version. But if you want a, a Nintendo Switch, then get the upgraded version. And maybe they maybe they don't do any of the performance enhancements and they use the extra power of the, the new Tegra chipset to just give you better battery life. And I absolutely would love... Um, better battery life, being able to play Zelda for more than three hours, for example. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I guess, I guess it really depends on what what this looks like because I think we're talking about two potential paths forward. That one of which we really haven't discussed before, which is like, what if this new Switch isn't a Switch Pro or like a new 3DS equivalent, and it is more of an XL, and it's just like a slight refresh on the design. And if that's the case, I agree with you. I don't think it'll have a new price point. I think it'll replace the the Switch Prime, and you know, we'll eventually just phase that model out, and this will replace it, and then eventually we'll get a more powerful 0.5 upgrade. Um, but if it's the 0.5 upgrade out the gate, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to phase out the middle unit right away. Because then I think you're leaving people with two options, which are something that the the average gamer is going to look at as a downgraded switch and an upgraded one. I mean, that depends if they do downgrade the, the other one. It could be that the smaller one is shaving off some size of the bezels and making it a little bit lighter as kind of like a PS4 Slim. And then the the new model is the PS4 Pro equivalent, and that's possible. I just I given the like the history of like the 3DS and how those models shook out. Like I I I think if they are gonna make like a smaller like Switch Mini, it's going to be more like a 2DS. Where like especially in the early days of the 2DS, the 2DS was very much like the shitty budget one you got for a kid, and that's not attractive to general consumers i don't think i think it is attractive to families i think it is attractive to people who you know need a beater console that their kids can throw around and spill stuff on i wonder how much that market exists now though with kids getting ipads or tablets or yeah. things like that yeah and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go in that direction just because that's what they did with the 2ds like if they just come out the gate and it's more akin to like you know a vita in terms of like build and style and they're yeah, i don't know it's it's really interesting because I think any of these options we've thrown out are possible. 
and which ones they choose I think will totally dictate the conversation around like how much they cost and how and what the marketing around them is like what the what the perception of them is supposed to be I always uh, remember I think it was last year maybe a year and a half ago in their financial um yearly annual report things that there was a quote saying that they wanted everyone in a household to own their own switch right and I and I think that's exactly what they're going for now they're going for the cheaper model and I think it will be the 2ds equivalent for young kids and then the pro model for like people like us who want to play the games in the best quality we can and then they're the two markets and then everyone in between is just standard model until it finally phases out what would get both of you to upgrade if they turned around and said you can play witcher in 900p 720p handheld um 900p docked if you buy the switch model and the new zelda will also support the switch model next year then i'm sold so that puts it on par with what the Xbox One can output the Witcher. Right? Mm-hmm. What about you, Pete? What would get you to buy an upgraded version? I would say it's mostly quality of life things, um, as well as um, again just that upgrade. Like if I could get it to where it's 1080 handheld and 4K docked, yeah, beautiful. I don't think we'll see that, but that would be great. Um, better battery life, more internal memory. Like, all those sorts of things are really all I'm looking for because I love the Switch as it is. I'm still really surprised there isn't a model with more internal storage considering the actual memory module is removable and it can literally, they could make different versions on the same production line. That would be interesting. Is there any benefit to it though apart from if you're trying to sell a bigger model? Like, because SD is so cheap now that you can buy like a... It can expand your storage so much yeah, that it really negates the point of having huge internal memory, especially when the games aren't even stored on the internal memory. It makes that initial purchase a little bit more attractive. Like, you can say you buy it and immediately you can play it. You buy a new Switch, you cannot install The Witcher on it digitally unless you go out and buy an SD card because The Witcher's 32 gigabytes and there's already some of that storage taken up. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be trying to sell that pro model and not being able to, you know, if it comes with like a digital download for the for the Witcher and you can't install it out of the box without going down and buying an SD card, but it's a bit of a an annoyance. The more you say that, the more it makes me think that Witcher is going to be the bundled special edition pro model and it's going to have bigger storage and possibly better frame rates or slightly higher resolution. I would hope so. I would. I would absolutely buy a Witcher. I don't want any decals or any of that trash on it. You'll get. You'll get exactly <laughs> what they did with Diablo. I don't want any you, of it. I don't it. want any of that shit all over it. It's a really it. good I just point. Want a clean switch, dude. I I want them to make custom Witcher three Joy Cons where like the yeah. I'll take that. I'll take the Joy Cons. I'm fine with that. I just want it to be Gerald's face just cut in half. You know, when you stick them together on the controller. <laughs> and his signature on the back, it just says, Gerald of Rivia. <laughs> I wonder if they'll change the docks, and if the new models will be compatible with the old docks. I think so. I think I think they probably will. Like and the fact that you can't, even buy, you can't even buy them anywhere in the that's, UK. That's why I'm like... wondering. Maybe because, obviously, there's loads of Tegra chips left over, but they're custom-making these dock chips. So I wonder if that's why we just can't buy them now, because they knew they were going to phase out 
Makes sense. So maybe there is a new dock. I mean, you could you could adapt these docks even if you needed to, though, couldn't you? If it's just, if they're still sticking with USB C, uh-huh. which presumably they would do, then you should be able to. It depends. I wonder though if they do a version, would it even be dockable? The cheaper version. That's, I don't think it will be because if they make a smaller version, if say the mini is a cheaper version, it's going to be smaller, which means it probably won't fit in a dock properly or wobble too much. Or but they could do a dock like the Wii U gamepad dock, where it doesn't have the front and it sits on like a little pedestal. I'm ta- I'm talking about compatibility with old docks. So that renders the Mini 100% yeah. incompatible. The Pro model really depends on how they change it's the it. the size. If that, if that middle section remains the same size, then it's fine. But if they in any way reduce the size of it, then it wouldn't be compatible because the, you'd have to take the Joy-Cons off to slot it in. I'll tell you what, that would be a deal breaker for me, I think. Because I already have three Switch docks. I'm not buying a, do- a ton of new Switch docks. That would be a deal breaker. It might be. I also wanted, like, there was a the rumor early on that they would do a, a a dock that could beef up the graphics. Do you remember that rumor yeah. ages ago? Yeah. Like, well, well, that seems to have gone away, that idea. Whether that was even a thing that could have been possible or not, I don't know. I don't think it was but... a thing that was actually possible. Cause it's an, you're essentially talking about an external GPU over USB yeah. 3. Not not happening, is it? I mean, yeah, you can do external GPUs over, like, Thunderbolt, but, yeah, over USB 3 is a little bit of a... Of an ask, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting, but honestly, the dock thing you threw out was the first thing that gave me pause on the idea of buying a new one. Of just like, oh, I don't know if I want to invest in three new docks. Well, you might be able to reshell them. Maybe. I also, you know, I also wonder if it would be compatible with Joy Cons. You know, if they if they make it any thinner, for example, those Joy Cons aren't going to slide onto the rails. I think the Joy-Cons would be the one thing that they maintain throughout. Everything else, I think, is fair game. I, I would, uh, honestly, I will update day one if they in any way improve the graphics mm-hmm. and the battery life. That's the that's that and performance of the three things If you're looking, if you're looking for battery life, though, then we're essentially talking about a slightly thicker model. or a... Well, it's not even a thicker model. It can be more energy efficient with the new chipset. Very true, yeah. If the new chipset say, you know, if there's two options for the developers, like if they don't strain it, like the Witch is probably going to get you like hardly any gameplay on the battery compared to say, I don't know, Stardew Valley. I could play that for like eight hours straight and it doesn't even tax the it whatsoever because right. it's a small little game. Actually, that's interesting because recently developers have been able to overclock from the standard rates on a Switch, yep. which means they're probably... Yep. The reason that's happening is because Nintendo are allowing them to develop on higher clock speeds in anticipation for the Pro model. Yeah, um, and when that came out, I asked you guys the question, like, which game do you think it was that caused that? I now think it was The Witcher. Mm -hmm. I think they couldn't get The Witcher to work unless it was in that boost mode, and I think the loading times would have just been too long. Makes a lot of sense. They wouldn't have been able to achieve 540 without it. That was a real problem. No. No, it would have been a fuzzy 360. (laughs) That's what you want. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but all right. So moving along into out this week, uh, like we talked about at the top, my friend Pedro is out today on Thursday the 20th. Uh, so go check out my review over on loopots.com and see if you want to pick it up for yourself. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Crash Team Racing coming out, which I will definitely be picking up and playing uh, probably on the PlayStation 4, but I'll definitely <sighs> be talking about it a little bit. 
Uh, there's the first videos of gameplay going up around uh, the internet now. Probably pirated, but you know, if you want to check it out, it's available on certain YouTube channels. Just, just watch it with Ad Black on, so you're not helping them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, and then on ne- uh, next Tuesday, the 25th, we've got Bloodstained Ritual of the Night finally coming out. I know you're right. Yeah, which came which came out the day of recording. So last Tuesday, a week earlier on PS4 and Xbox and PC. Yep. It's so strange that this is a seven-day gap. It's just bizarre. I wonder if it's like Nintendo's approval like process that they just had to take longer. I have no idea or whether it's a case of like Nintendo doesn't like releasing games. Well, it can't be that Nintendo doesn't like releasing games on a Tuesday because it's coming out next Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But... Really weird. If you want to go uh, jump into the Castlevania spiritual successor, you'll have your chance. Uh, I'm interested to hear what people think about this one. Yeah, Max is going bananas about it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> about he's really looking this forward one to it. I hope it lives up to all of his dreams because he'll be very disappointed if it doesn't. If not, Silk Song's coming soon, so you know he'll be happy either way. As I tease at the top, our main topic this week is all about the cadence of Hyrule and uh, just talking about our thoughts on the game and getting into some some wish fulfillment here on uh, what other Nintendo X-Indie crossovers would we like to see. So let's start with cadence. Uh, I cut you guys off before. You guys have both played. Mm. You both finished the game. I haven't finished it yet. Okay. Do you know? Do you both of you know who the final boss is? No. I don't. Okay. I can probably guess. Okay. I can. It's, I can't ruin it. It's Ganondorf. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Sorry, Ganon. That's a big. That's a big shocker. Uh, yeah. So, well, Steve, you've played the most of it. So, what do you? What do you think? I loved it. It's uh, my favorite game of the year so far. That's wild. Uh, by far, it's incredible. It's just so much fun. Just, and and it's not a difficult game. Once you, once you get past the the first few deaths and you've acquired some more heart heart pieces and some more heart containers and you've got a, a souped up weapon and some bottles for your potions and you've discovered the fairy and the the loot so you can dash around the place down the warp tunnels mm-hmm. it's uh it's fun it's just a nice cycle to play and i actually think i might play it through again and see if i can beat my time although there is a bug with the time. If you put it in standby while the game's still open, it'll just keep ticking over the time clock. Oh, does it? So, That's really annoying because yeah. I always do that. So, I've played it over 20 hours, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to have to restart my game. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to speed, uh, speed run it, make sure you don't put your Switch into standby. Damn. Such a good game, though. It's so addictive. Like, it's one of the only games I've played this year where I've put my Switch down next to me to watch some TV, and in the back of my mind, I've just been thinking, go on, just play a little bit more. You know you want to play a little bit more. Go on, this TV program's rope, just play a bit more. So that, that's always a good sign for me. Um, and I yeah. can definitely see myself replaying this. Yeah, it's it's got that, like, one more, like, one more <laughs> run appeal to it, you know? Because, like, yeah. I like that it has the, like, obviously it's got the, like, sort of, like, roguelite element of, like, dying and getting new gear and coming back or whatever but i like that it never really feels like it's punishing you to die like it's a little inconvenient but like it's never like a major discouragement to die you know i I found it like i found it hard when i first started playing because i I was trying to get into it but then i realized Mm -hmm. at the beginning the more you clear an area and just die 
especially if you can make yourself. And am I allowed to do spoilers? Yeah. If you can, yeah. if you can get to the Lost Woods, then you can just clear enemies, collect crystals, oh, yeah, and just go around again, and just keep going around. Yeah. And like, I think, I, I think I got like twenty within like a couple yeah, of minutes. And, it, and if and if you get the, keep that beat going, you get two diamonds every single mm-hmm. time you clear the screen. And then you die, and then you keep your crystals, and then you can buy all the gear you need. It's great. Yeah. Which was really crucial at the end of the game for me. Okay. So you'll get to a point where you can spend those diamonds on things in the real world. It's not just in the world where you where you die. In the real world? What do you mean? In like in the, the like in the land, in a shop, you can go spend those diamonds. Oh, okay. Rather than it just being rupees. Not in the death shop. I can't. I can't. Yeah, not in the know, death shop. Tesco and buy some with them in real life. <laughs> no. no, no, sadly not. <laughs> That's a shame. No, I, I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I paid most of the game as Link. I never bothered playing as Cadence, and um, I played a little bit of Zelda. I heard there's an unlockable character in the game. Have you? I haven't. Apparently, there may be one or two unlockable characters what? in the game. I haven't, haven't discovered. The, really? the one I know about is one that requires you to collect stuff. And you? Yeah, you got to collect everything. Right you now. haven't gotten any of them yet, Steve. I, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go back and hundred percent it. It's not my. I don't bother. I never ever bother. I'm. I've done. I've done it. I finished the game as far as well, I'm you're concerned. You're gonna play it again. I'm not gonna go back and f- and unlock the characters that I won't play as. I'm not gonna go back and get all the heart pieces I don't you need. Don't unlock the what's all right. Have you unlocked permadeath mode? No. Okay. Permadeath mode. Wow. So if you, lot. I'm not sure what the requirements are, but if you complete the game or 100 percent the game, I'm not sure which it is. You're able to start the game again using permadeath mode. So. Oh, I maybe I haven't gone to start a new game. Okay. So if you so it might be it might be like a new game plus mode after I've defeated you know the the end boss. Mm-hmm. But you lo- you lose everything in permadeath mode. You don't keep your crystals. You don't keep anything. You die. You lose it all. Okay, I quite like that. So you've only got one life. That's gonna be fucking hard. And um, <laughs> there's one character which I is unlockable that increases the difficulty as well because I I'm not hundred percent sure how, but I know that. The ultimate way to play it is permadeath with this extra character. Okay. So there's, there's a That's lot of there's a lot of replayability in it. And is was is it a real surprise character? I don't want to ruin it for the listeners. So that's interesting. You know what? I really liked that Tingle was yeah. in it. We've, I really liked that. Wait, so he's playable? I didn't expect it. Tingle's but not playing. That's why. That's that's why I thought it was when I was looking. I was like, oh, is it Tingle? Can you play as Tingle? No, he gives you stuff if you give him Deku seed. So he like gave me more stamina when I gave him ten, I think. And then if you give him some more, he'll give you some. He'll give you a secret unlockable character. Apparently, interesting. Did you? Did anyway. you there's a, a few Easter eggs in there as well. Look, I found one of them. They may have gone whooshed all the way over my head. You have to go honest. off screen. Okay, probably didn't okay. find that then. <laughs> so there are areas where you can actually go off the map. And you'll meet someone and get something. Oh. Is this one of the items in the bottom bar in your inventory? I can't remember where it goes, actually. But it's destructible, so... Ah, no, probably won't go in the bottom bar then if it's destructible. Interesting. Okay. Maybe I will go back and play a little bit more. There seems to be quite a lot of extra stuff in it. And see if I can unlock some things. It's easily missed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I never bothered buying the scuba gear, for example. Okay. I didn't need it. You just kind of hopped over those bits, did you? Yeah. And well you can you can get something that lets you swim in the deep water mm-hmm. anyway. So I just use that. I'm really trying to avoid spoiling stuff here, so I know because Pete's not playing it, it's really difficult. 
No, go ahead. Just talk about it, man. I'll just tune you guys out like I always do. No, we'll wait. We'll wait until you played it. <laughs> All right, fine. So then uh, let, let's let's talk a little bit about, about the other aspect of this conversation we wanted to explore, which was... Well, before we do that, I want to talk about Caden, uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, mm-hmm. okay. the game that came before it. I played a little bit. I can't get into it. It's a lot it. harder. It's harder and it's not as good. It's not as seamless. So when you die, you go back to this like overworld that you can then choose what zone you yes. go to. And there's like several different shops you can go to. Some that sell permanent upgrades, some that sell temporary upgrades. And the graphically, it's a real step down from Cadence, which is to be expected because it's an older game. And it just ha- it doesn't feel as fun to me. Maybe it's because it doesn't have the Zelda skin on it. I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, like, Crypt of the Necrodancer is three or four years old now. Um, Now you're looking... And it wasn't designed for Switch. It's just been ported. Yeah. Um, But you can, like, if you have it on PC or PlayStation, you can use those dance pads to play through it. So... Oh, okay. That's cool. It's quite fun in and of itself, but I... It's a lot harder than Cadence of Hyrule, and it's quite different in some aspects. Um, I think if you kind of want to experience Crypt of the Necrodancer on Switch, Cadence of Hyrule, you know, is the game to go for. Yeah. But Necrodancer's still good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I picked it up for, like, less than three quid. Yeah, it's on sale now, isn't it? So, yeah, it's on sale till the 18th, so it will have gone off sale by the uh, time this show goes out. But, yeah, I got it for, like, less than three quid. I used some of my gold points as well. Have either of you played Cadence of Hyrule in co-op yet? Not yet. No, I haven't. No, me neither. I'm excited to try it, though. My, my girlfriend and I are both musicians, so I feel like it shouldn't be too hard to do it together. Um, but I know it's going to make it so much more challenging because it's a fucking rhythm game. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't played it in Cadence yet, but when I got Necrodancer, I played that co-op for a bit. And just coordinating with someone else makes it a lot harder. So I'm interested to see how they've kind of... Because Cadence seems to be easier in every aspect of the game. I'm interested to see how they've made yeah. it easier for Cadence of Hyrule. Because I have to wait. I think Max said on Slack that he played it and it was hard. Okay. Um, so I'm not then sure. Again, he was struggling with... Oh, yeah, but you can turn fixed beat mode on. So you could potentially make it easier Yeah, if you want to defeat the purpose that of the on. game, that's fine. Yeah, it's literally the whole... Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. It's, it was like when I, you know, it's like turning on auto-aim in Resident Evil 4. It just makes the game completely pointless yeah. and boring. So do not do that with Cadence of Hyrule. I, I, I lost so much respect for Dan when he told us he did that. I was like, you're in marching band. You should be able to keep a beat, bro. It's not that hard. I was telling Steve earlier in one bit, I got to a mini boss and I started panicking. So I was tapping it out of time because I was just trying to space myself away from him because I only had half heart left. And yeah. partway through that, the game paused and went, oh... You seem to be having a trouble with the beat. Would you like to put this mode on? So it kind of encourages people to change the mode as well instead of getting used to it. I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that, but, you know. I can see why some people have opted for that because it presents it as a viable choice in the game, but it really makes it less enjoyable. Well, and if you have no rhythm, I... <laughs> but it's like that's the point. It's a lot easier with Cadence because they're all Zelda songs, so you already kind of know the beat. Yeah. Dun, dun. So come on, man. Just tap. Yeah, but when you go over those tempo things, I found the tempo up was fine, but if I accidentally stepped on a tempo down, it screwed me right up, and I could not slow my beat down. 
in time, I always miss a beat I the first time. completely. If I can, I 100% yeah. avoid the tempo changes. <laughs> yeah. but I can't, uh, yeah, I accidentally uh, hit on a few. And did you know you can accidentally attack the shopkeeper? I blew him up by mistake and then he killed me. He killed you? That's awesome. He's got so much, he's got so much health. And I couldn't get away from him. He was like throwing stuff at me, and then I ended up dying. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. So don't act, Don't drop a bomb in the the shop because it will. He will. Maybe he's got you. a really good item. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. try and kill him now. I love going into the. Sh- I love going into places and just um, smashing stuff up. That's one of my favorite things to do in like the old Zelda games as well. Just popping people's houses and start smashing their pots. Jesus. It's like a really anti-social thing to do, but they've always got rupees inside. Fucking ruffian. That, that was the whole thing with Ocarina of Time, wasn't it? As soon as you went into that town, that building on the right-hand side was just designed for you to smash all the pots. Yeah. Just like 30 pots filled with rupees. <laughs> for the brown pots, yeah. Yeah. What, what of it, Steve? <laughs> <sighs> all right, so before we get out of here, let's each pick... We'll, we'll each pick one. What is the What is the Nintendo slash indie crossover that you would most like to see? I would like... Animal Crossing cross with Stardew Valley. I think they're very similar games, but I'd like a pixely style Animal Crossing game. Okay. That would be cute. At first, I was like, why? What's it? But I was like, all right, okay, all right. Like a 16-bit Animal Crossing, uh, similar narratives. Like you go into town and they're all like, and they're like talking like they do an Animal Crossing and it's people you know from Animal Crossing. Uh, I would I would just love that. I think it would be so cool. Instead of a farm, you just have an orchard. Yeah, <laughs> or, an, or a desert island or whatever they want to give you. I don't care, but yeah. just like a 16-bit made by the Stardew Valley guy, uh, Animal Crossing, I think it would be That'd cool. That'd be cute. That would be good. I'd like probably, there's a couple, like one of them's not an indie one though, so it's not, I'd love a Dark Souls, Dark Souls, there, I can't talk. I'd love a Dark Souls type Zelda, but that's not an indie dev. That's called master mode, buddy. Yeah, it's not that hard, though, <laughs> is it? Um, otherwise, probably Heart Machine, the guys who made Hyperlight Drifter to do a Zelda game. Ooh, that would be cool. Damn, that's a good that's one. That's not so much of a crossover, though. Like, the, the cr- this crossover, I guess, is... Like, Cadence of Hyrule is, like, a totally different genre with Zelda's IP. Yeah. Fair enough. Would you just want a Hyperlight Drifter game... Like just you just want that dev to make it, or would it have some hyperlight drifter elements in? Well, you'd have the isometric view, and because mm-hmm. you either get top-down Zeldas, um, kind of mock isometric Zeldas, like the one coming up, Link's Awakening, but like you never get like an isometric pixel art. Okay, and the puzzles yeah. in it are quite good, and it's a bit open world. I guess the other one would be like. Hollow Knight styles. I'm surprised you didn't say something with Pikmin. I really am surprised. I, you didn't I don't say want a Pikmin Hollow, crossover. Hollow Knight X Pikmin. You just want. We a had Pikmin. Hey Pikmin. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> it's not a crossover. It's a spinoff. <sighs> so that's essentially what a crossover is, isn't it? Come on. I want. I want a Pikmin Muso. Okay. That would be great. No, no, no one wants that. <laughs> that, would, that would be what you get now. That's all they put on the Switch. It's like, we've got some great news about a new Pikmin Direct coming up. And then you'll put it on. It'll be like, Pikmin Warriors coming to Nintendo <laughs> Switch in 2021. And you'll be like, oh my god. Stop with the Warriors game. No one wants them. Animal Crossing Warriors. That'd be good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the next one. That'd be fantastic. Metroid Warriors. We haven't had that one. 
Samus just going absolutely bananas on it. All the little head things. Donkey Kong Warriors. <laughs> yeah, Donkey Kong Warriors would be good. Sounds good, man. You're just pitching on stuff I want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. And you're the biggest Musou fan. I don't I believe love, that at I all. I love Musou. Like, great. you weren't absolutely gutted when that's what Persona 5 is. Oh, I hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the last thing anyone needs is another Musou. So, Pete, if you could do an indie crossover, what would your picks be? Uh, so I think my number one pick, the first thing that came to mind would be uh, Mario Brothers uh, X Cuphead. Okay. I would love... Oh, okay. A, a, like a, a hand-drawn. Yeah, hand-drawn. like Mario and Luigi, like Superstar Saga, like that style of, of, of you know, like the paper kind of Mario look in like a boss rush game like that, I think would be really fun. That would be cool. You know, it writes itself. Mario and Luigi are the two playable characters, like... It could literally just be, like, all of the great bosses throughout the Mario canon. You know, so, like, Bowser, like, 25 times and then Wart. But, um, (laughs) yeah, no, I I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, And I I definitely think, like, Mario needs a new art style. So, like, having it be in that kind of, like, flat 1920s vibe would be really cool, I think. They had better add that style to Super Mario Maker 2 as a DLC. Yeah. I'd love That'd be it. Crazy. Love it. And uh, I'll, I'll leave it there. You guys are just great at throwing me stuff at the end of the episode. All right. So now just do, now just do, if you want to let us know what your uh, crossover would be, let us know on twitter.com slash loopots or join us on Discord or email us at. Or if you want to get past the wall of pixel, then email me, pete at loopots.com or tweet me on Twitter and send me nudes. Yeah, they send Whoa, me nudes. No, Sli- no, 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 don't do in, that. Slide into Pete's DMs. Please don't and... slide into my DMs. Send me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want no part of this. Well, all right, you guys, you guys did the work for me. So the last thing I'll uh, suggest is that if you want to show your support for this fine program, you head over to patreon.com slash pots and show your support at the $5 level if you want to unlock our Patreon-exclusive podcast, After Dark, where you can hear us talk about everything... Mostly just about the differences between America and England, though. That's that's the biggest topic on that show. Yeah, and yeah, and there'll be unlockable nudes of Pete on there by the sounds. No, 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 no. You can get no, doodles no. by me that may or may not involve Pete being nude. So all right, fair enough. Oh. That I'm okay with. Huh? And and a really sick, awesome doodle of me dressed as Link and singing a song about brown and boring. <laughs> So Steve gets to be Link and I'm just going to be naked. I'll give you a Korok uh, to cover a your dignity. You can, you... No, here's 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 the here's the move pixel. Draw me like uh, like the Venus, you know. But instead of just having my hands in front of my crotch, you have the Animal Crossing leaf. Uh, okay. I really thought you were going to say draw me like one of your <laughs> yeah. French girls. I, I did that to someone on Twitter once. Somebody tweeted <laughs> me that, so I did it. <laughs> it's amazing. Wait, who? Oh, who I can't remember. Like this was French like a girl? year ago. Was it Mario? Oh my goodness. Somebody find this doodle. Who did Pixel draw as a French girl? We need it. All right, cool. So that wraps it up for episode 30. We'll see you next week, babies. Love you. <laughs>